Hey everybody, I'm here with Brad Olinger from Sterling Homes. We are going to share with you some hot building tips, the best communities that are coming out of the ground right now, and some other little tidbits on the tax abatement program and all kinds of exciting things. So let's get started. So as I mentioned, I'm sitting here with Brad Olinger. And if you guys don't know Brad, Brad is the owner and president, would that be the right, of Sterling Homes? Yes. You probably have some yes. fancy title yeah. over there. So well, <laughs> if I was, my title was project manager, I'd be happy with yeah, that. Exactly. Hey, <laughs> that's kind of where you've taken things now. So yeah, you, yeah. Brad's been in business for quite a long time. So I'm going to have Brad introduce himself, what he does for uh, his company, obviously. And then we're going to get into some nice, important uh, tips and information just so you can uh, be educated when you're going to look to build a house. So Brad, why don't you explain who you are? And what Sterling Homes is all about. Thanks, Mike. Sure, man. I appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, thank you for having me today. Of course, yeah. Um, Got you in our back always, room back it's here. It's always a good time. Yeah. yeah, it's always a great time to hang out. Yeah. Um, so Sterling Homes uh, was started and founded in um, in the city of Cincinnati, uh, one of the 52 neighborhoods, Columbia, Tusculum, which is uh, one of the oldest neighborhoods in the city. Um, you know, growing up in the industry, um, it, uh, enormous passion for the industry but um i grew up built my dad my father was a builder and he built in uh, a lot of s suburban areas one is the development that your mm -hmm. father uh built yeah yeah uh, sure river's bend so That's how I we think, actually got to know each other yeah, by shoving yeah, shoveling dirt shoveling dirt and homerama 2001 which was a big success yeah, oh yeah um which we'll hit on Homerama 2020 that's coming up and in our involvement with the Home Builder Association. But, um, you know, graduating college um, and being in the industry, I, I wanted to kind of make my own niche. And, uh, and that niche was building in the city of Cincinnati. Yeah. Um, and you were one of the first guys, the, one of the pioneers to do it. I mean, there was some kind of some sporadic building here and there, but you kind of set up shop and you said, this is going to be my business and my focus. Not to take anything away from anybody else, but yeah. that was like, you were, you were one of the first. I did. I did. We, uh, you know, one, we coming out of college, you know, the attraction of all of our friends was going to the city, um, Mount Adams, Mount Lookout, Hyde Park, um, and, and had, you know, spending a lot of time there, me and my wife, uh, lived in Sharonville after college, but we decided that we wanted to, to live there. So we built our first house in Columbia, Tusculum, mm -hmm. and I put a model home sign in the front of it. And, uh, you know, we started our business out of there and, and we're still in the neighborhood right down the street now. And, uh, Office and is still there. Office is yeah. office. Not in, we, we we upgraded and got a little office, yeah. but uh, um, we've got a design center now. Proud of that. Um, That's one of those those special things. You just finished that what, a year ago. Even that. I mean, is, no, uh, six months. So yeah. six months now. All of our customers, they can come there. They can feel and touch all of the selections mm -hmm. they have that we have to offer. Um, still, we can go out to the showrooms and, sure, and see yeah. everything. No replacement for that, of course. Yeah, it's yeah. great. But it everybody's so busy nowadays, and and with. Um, the internet being able to cast up on the TV the different selections, the different designs, the Pinterest boards, 
um, and then placing everything together right there. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, the customers just really enjoy that, and it's efficient. Plus, you get the nice country music that's playing on the, the background, and you, you know, know, Casey I'm, up there I'm, as well. I'm a hillbilly. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he just had the farm this weekend for Thanksgiving. We're obviously yeah. going to post this in a few weeks, but yeah. this is that right after Thanksgiving that he's doing yeah. this. But it's it's a cool, I mean, he is obviously, your office is on the main floor of your office, and then upstairs is the big design studio with a nice vaulted area. I went in up before he actually redesigned it and really renovated it, and it was, it was not what it looks like today. Nobody wanted to go up there. No, right? it was hot. Had, Remember, yeah, it was yeah, rough. Yeah. Nobody oh. wanted to go up there. The team thought I was my project coordinator, one of one of our best. She she thought I was punishing her by by saying that <laughs> by her office there. is going up there. Now it's the fanciest. And now and everybody spots. wants to hang out. Plus, she's there. like a few feet away from the uh, <laughs> the drinks up there and the, and the little mini fridge and the yeah. alcohol. So tough days, but no. So so obviously, Brad's been building the city for a long time. And Brad actually and I we used to shovel dirt for our dads way back in the day. So we kind of got started. Heck, you know, when we were 15, 16, 17 years old, if not younger than that, of course. Um, and then we went to college together, so we knew Brad. I knew Brad then. We actually didn't start working together until just a few years ago. Mm-hmm. But I've kind of watched him kind of come through the ranks, and it's pretty amazing seeing his dad's company and how he's kind of transitioned into Sterling Homes, which is is a, a legitimate. I mean, you guys have been around for longer than a lot of builders here in town. I mean, how long has it been? What year did you say? Uh, we started building in the city of 2009. 2009. Um, so, 10 year anniversary, pretty much. Yeah, Sterling's, uh, Sterling was 2012, but okay. we started building in the city. And, uh, um, but yeah, 10, 10 years ago, we broke ground on our first house in the first city house. of Cincinnati. It's exciting. Now, now that's a perfect segue into our next topic. Yeah. Building in the city of Cincinnati, you obviously get a tax payment. So, you know, people don't realize maybe that it's in all 52 neighborhoods uh, in the city of Cincinnati. Explain kind of what that means, because it's probably the number one question we get from any buyers. Most of the time they're asking about the city, but then they're also asking about other areas, which obviously the tax payment doesn't carry on to Madera, Montgomery, um, those areas. But why don't you explain what it is just on a higher level, how it operates? So the tax abatement is actually, it's uh, CRA, um, which is, you know, to redevelop blighted neighborhoods. And uh, the city of Cincinnati in 2001 did a study and, uh, and applied for a CRA. And um, a lot of CRAs are focused on different streets or, you know, that's community reinvestment act, isn't it? Community. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. correct. CRA stands for community reinvestment act um so in 2001 they looked into that and um they did a study and actually the whole city of cincinnati as a whole was blighted some neighborhoods better but for the most part all 52 um, on an average became blighted so the whole city qualified for this cra program Mm -hmm. Um, and if you don't remember that, that was when obviously people were they were they were leaving, they were leaving the city. The city. It's not like hundreds, it is today. Hundreds of thousands a year just leaving the city, um, and the city had to figure out what are we going to do mm-hmm. to keep people and get people back. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, over the years, a lot of people tried to tried to do it, and um, it really wasn't until. Um, um, until you know our OTR and. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, three CDC and everybody CDC started really came pushing in it. And, and, and really saw a collaborative effort in bringing multiple people involved to <clears throat> to do it all. You know, do a big project at once mm-hmm. because it was just too hard to do a street at a time. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, um, we haven't done anything in OTR, but we focused on um, 
you know, the other about 10 neighborhoods, uh, Mount Lookout, High Park. Um, I live in Mount Lookout now. Um, I lived in Columbia, Tusculum before. Uh, again, my office is in Columbia, Tusculum, so we do a lot there. Mm-hmm. The East End, mm-hmm. Linwood, Oakley, um, we do uh, th- those neighborhoods we do the most, but we've been Walnut Hills. Mm-hmm. Um, we're in Evanston. Um, uh, so, you know, kind of focus on that Eastern corridor. Eastern corridor, exactly. Um, we build all over the city. I mean, we're in Mason, New Richmond, Anderson, but we started our business in the city and that's probably majority of what, mm-hmm. where we build and kind of where we've created that niche. And if you actually go to your website, you can, you can see some of the house. You don't have every house you build cause yep. you built uh, dozens upon dozens of homes, but you can see people can recognize the houses that you built on your website and kind of drive by them and actually see them cause you have the streets that they're on. So people Correct. can actually. And we focus by. a lot on when we, when we build a house, um, we look the character of the neighborhood, um, and uh, we, we try to replicate where, you know, there's a lot of tutors in parts of Mount Lookout, so we, you know, replaced with a, a tutor um, with a house we tore down. There's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, colonial houses in some areas, we replace it there. We've got a great project in, in Mount Lookout Square right now, Linwood. It's, it's seven townhome units, and we spent months two architects, designers, and going around and looking at all the streetscape and all the houses in the neighborhood. And and I'm very proud of this project because all seven units have a a different facade replicating, you know, the the character and the architecture of what was there before. That's really important, too, because I know a hot button item is is teardowns in High Park and Mount Lookout specifically. And obviously, you're very sensitive to that, and you reach out to owners, neighbors, that sort of thing to make sure you're doing it the right way, but also making sure that what you're replacing, whatever was, was either torn down and you do a lot of renovations too. So it shouldn't be thought that you're just tearing things down, but you look at it and you try to think through what will fit and what will actually be uh, a blessing to the neighborhood, a good addition to the neighborhood versus something that would just be good just to stick up for a quick sale as far as that goes. Yeah. The two go hand in hand to some degree, but it's still important to spend that time for preparation and for design um, to match the character of the neighborhood. And we're fortunate that our clients recognize that and they then they come to us because they know we care we care that way that uh you know it's not about just what the cost it is to put up exactly but uh, let's go back to i kind of we kind of got off topic here but let's go back to the tax abatement so Mm -hmm. in 2001 they had the tax abatement then then they were then you know Green building, for say, um, became a big development. But th- really, it was leader, uh, leadership and energy um, efficient, efficient design. design. Which is the lead um, you hear which about. Which is the lead portion, which kind of took over the CRA program mm-hmm. because there was better benefits to building um you know, efficient and energy efficient energy home. design. Sure. And as a custom builder, we're fortunate enough. We do all that stuff. It doesn't matter if the house is in Mason or Lebanon, but you know, in the city of Cincinnati, <clears throat> you get a, a credit for, for doing it. Sure. Um, and, and what that is, is there's different levels. You've got certified silver, gold, and platinum. And for each level, it 
it does cost extra money um, to do so. You've got to, you know, manage your water, your heat, electric, your insulation. Um, there's third parties that do all of the testing and the mm -hmm. documenting. We are very uh, particular on our waste. We make sure that our waste goes all to the mm -hmm. right places. It doesn't just get put into one area. Um, you know, our lumber gets recycled. Uh, our, all of our cardboard and paper goes to a, a cardboard plant down on uh, Wooster Pike. Oh, interesting. Uh, Cincinnati yeah. Paper Factory. Yeah. I believe Cincinnati Paper But, um, so, I mean, it, you know, it's very... Um, efficient sure. and, and 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 we're we're proud of that we we also are proud to be one of the builders that have built the most uh uh gold and platinum level which that is the highest highest levels get? that you can achieve um and that's spent, important to talk so so to get to the different levels it's a point-based system right so you correct. get points based on certain energy efficient or i mean sometimes you get a point just because of where you're located mm -hmm. and being close to a bus line but like it's it's hundreds of little items right that get you up there and that's why platinum is more expensive than gold and silver just because of the amount of detail and the amount of extras you have to put in the home is that right yeah and and we would love every house to be platinum sure but yeah. just like anything you know there's a budget yeah. and there's cost mm -hmm. involved so we spend a lot of time on the front end with our customers to look at the ROI. Mm -hmm. And if the return on their investment makes sense to spend that money on the front end, mm -hmm. then they'll do so. Sure. But nobody wants to spend nobody wants to throw money away. Exactly. Um, because if if you do stuff and it's really not that much better for the overall goal then, then, what's then the unfortunately yeah. you can't you can't do it mm -hmm. and that's what people got to keep in mind when they're thinking about you know this the cra program is the best thing the city's ever done and there's a lot of critics out there that um that you know are not happy with especially when you get into the higher end custom homes that why do they get a discount and we don't mm -hmm. well we had hundreds of thousands of people flowing out of the city i don't know the numbers i might be a exaggerating but right now we've had this is the first time in i believe 30 or 40 years that we've got a positive number of people coming Come to, back to the, the city. city and and it has a lot to do with the cra program and what people don't understand is when you have a house that is dilapidated and fallen down i mean we've never tore down a house that we couldn't have remodeled or done something better. Sure, to. sure. I mean, these houses are dilapidated. The homeowners or the banks or whoever's selling them knows that they're selling them to a builder. They're not putting it on the MLS to sell to move into mm -hmm. it. They're calling us directly know that it's it's the house is worn out. It's the end of its lifespan. It can be structural like yeah. issues. We went one that was just molded through the, oh, the nose yeah. on the house. The well, we thing. did with Pro Kids there. I mean, yeah. that's a prime example that the house was donated to Pro Kids. They spent a lot of money to research what was the best use of mm -hmm. that house, and the experts said it's it's gone. It's exactly. too far gone. Mm -hmm. um, in a nice street, we tore it down and. Uh, Probably one of the best compliment is the neighbors thanking thanking us for yeah. the house that we put there. And those people are just moving in right now. Yeah, yeah they just yeah. they just got in. I mean, and that's and that's what's 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 important to know. I mean, the tax abatement obviously is something to abate taxes, obviously. So that's that's the big part of it. But they've set up these mechanisms within that the lead certification, uh, checks and balances, for lack of a better term, to make sure that what's replacing whatever homes were there before is something that's enhanced the neighborhood. Now, obviously, it's up to the builder and the client that's that's building the home to make sure it fits. 
um, within what you wanted to do. But that's different. Everybody, that's, that's where taste comes into play. And unfortunately, you can't affect that. That just is what yeah. it is. But if we look at the numbers, so if you if you look at, let's just take, for example, you buy a property for $300,000 and then you want to go lead silver. And that's that's a $400,000 abated, right? Mm-hmm. So you you have a land basis, which that, so you bought that property for $300,000. Technically, there's no, that's the basis you have in a property. Now, whatever it's assessed for can be a different story. Any improved value, which would be what you put on top of that land after the teardown, if that's four hundred thousand dollars, all of that's abated. Correct? Am I explaining that properly? It, well, and you, your great point that I was going into there is that people are upset about the program and how people, you know, get these breaks. But what, what we have to understand that the tax value of what the property was, was assessed sure. for and what it was before, the taxes are still getting paid at that number. Yeah. Then whatever improvements they put on top of that, a portion of that is is abated to to offset the quality of products that they're exactly. putting into it. Yeah. If that product's not there, they're just going to put cheaper houses up. Mm-hmm. I mean, location will always be the number one thing in the real driver. estate market, mm-hmm. and, sure. and it'll be the driver of it. But if we have a client that wants to spend five hundred thousand. Versus seven hundred thousand. Well, if it's five hundred, then we have to build a house that is at market. And five hundred seems like a lot, but you know all our but, production builders are starting at three and five. So if you want to build an energy yeah. efficient home at you know a family size house that they want today, I, I'm you know and unfortunately that's that's where stuff is starting. At. Exactly, and you're not making um, any more money because cost is going up, yeah, land cost not, is going it's up. It's not like our percentage is going to. You know, no, you no, know, no. If we that's make a misconception, 10%, yeah. if we make ten percent, we're happy. Um, yeah. and, and that's a good uh, takeaway right there. Ten percent margin on, on these homes, and then you're risking your you know money that you're putting into these properties, making sure they're the right ones, building the house right, making sure cost overruns don't happen. But I mean the biggest key on the tax payment is yes, it saves you money. So investment wise, it's fantastic because you can actually go that route um, and and have less property taxes. But in 15 years, it clicks back um, to what would the assessed value would be, and you'd be paying on the entire value of the house based on what it's assessed. So that's it's important to know that's that what we tell it's our, temporary. Yeah, that's what I tell our customers as well. I mean, in in this city, you know, so for example, of a dilapidated house that you buy for three hundred. You know, whatever income that person was bringing in to afford a three hundred thousand dollar house, and you replace it with a a six seven plus thousand dollar property, you know, you're also bringing people with income. Sure. Of that what is level it? Since city since I was two point one percent, or it's, yeah. it's, expen- mm-hmm. it's, it's high. Yeah. Um. So you yeah. So you're getting that earnings income as well. And it's it's you know <laughs> it, it it's a small number versus one to two, but it doesn't matter. It's bringing earnings. It's bringing income, and most importantly, it's bringing uh people to the local businesses. Exactly. Um. Yeah. I mean, your our squares are thriving. Um. The neighborhoods are thriving. They're excited. Um. So I think, you know, it's just, we, we've got to think about all of the benefits before we just get upset that somebody else gets it. Sure, sure. It was meant to do what it's exactly what it's doing. Now it was, you know, there's unintended consequences that sometimes uh, a developer can buy a house that shouldn't have been torn down that was torn down. It doesn't happen very often because a lot of times you don't see what's behind the scenes. 
but occasionally, just like anything, somebody's going to take advantage of something. Um, not to say that there's, in the end, it's that the seller of the property, they get to, it's their property rights, they get to sell it to whoever they want to. Um, but I only say that just because I know there's been some issues that have popped up, and everybody has the right to say whatever they would like uh, on that and have an opinion on it. But in the end, I think you're not trying, you're not out there to just to make and squeeze every dime out of a piece of property. You're trying to make an impact and leave great houses behind um, with happy customers. So I think it's important to say. I don't want to speak for you by any means. No, you're, you know? I mean, you're, you are. We're proud of that. I mean, and, and we and we do, you know, we do care a lot, um, believe it or not. Um, you know, we care a lot. I mean, I spent, there was a big uproar last year, um, um, you know, about the abatement. And, and uh, so we sat down with neighborhood councils. We sat down with the city. Um, I was fortunate enough to sit on the committee representing the Home Builder Association, and we took the development community and we took the neighborhood community and, mm -hmm. and wrote down what's everybody's concerns. Sure. Because, you know, we need a clear path um, that if there's any problems that everybody's aware, you know, the development community can't buy something and want to do something mm -hmm. that the neighborhood doesn't want exactly. to do. Mm -hmm. So changing those subdivision regulations, um, have given a chance for everybody to to weigh uh, in, to weigh in mm -hmm. on what their concerns are. Because I, I don't want to, I don't want to buy a property and think that I've got this great idea and the neighborhood doesn't want it. Sure, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. You want to get their input. You know, I don't. There's not an amount of money that's worth that. Mm -hmm. That's um, it. Well, one of my favorite things about there was a piece of property that you, we were looking at, um, and and the first thought you had is once you designed it, you wanted to get the hand the the, the plan and all the details in the hands of every owner around there. Mm -hmm. So before you tore down the house, before you even got started, everybody knew what was going on. Mm -hmm. So you had them give that gave them a chance to weigh in if they wanted to, and you'll take the phone calls and listen to them, hear them out. When that happens, you rarely ever get any negative feedback from any of the neighbors. I, I mean, I think it's anything yeah. in life. I mean, transparency yeah. and exactly. upfront of what you're going to do is, is important. It's key. I mean, mm -hmm. there's problems no matter what you do in life. The problems are going to rise. It's how they're handled. Yes. Um, and as much as you can be transparent, um, you know, you're going to, you're going to have problems, like I said, mm -hmm. come up, but it doesn't matter if it's in what neighborhood it's in, mm -hmm. what part of, no matter where we're building, that's just something we like to do, um, to, to reach out to the local neighbors, new subdivisions, old neighborhoods, no matter where we like to reach out to the neighbors, um, give them our contact, mm -hmm. uh, because there are, there's, you know, there are biggest support if sure. they see something that shouldn't be going on <clears throat> at night. Um, yeah. You know, if it, it, odd that, you know, they, the street gets uh, left dirty afterwards yeah. and you didn't need, for some reason it was late. Yeah. You didn't know. Unfortunately, in the day, you know, a dumpster's pulled out and the street's muddy. We, we potty gets blown sure over. Yeah. We want our sites to yeah. look good. So, sure. um, now, changing gears for a quick second, what areas of town, or what, what are the hottest areas you're building in right now, like meaning community-wise? I mean, obviously, we know Homerama. We should probably hit on that first for 2020, which is the first time it's come to the city of Cincinnati, which is exciting. So why don't you tell them a little bit about Walworth, Junk, Walworth Junction over in the East End? Um, wow, this is, uh, it's funny. Um, you know, I got asked to be on the executive uh, committee of the Home Builder Association a couple years ago. Um, which is a ladder that you move up to uh, a president of the association. Um, in 2020, I will be the president of the Home Builders Association, which uh, 
um, which we're very proud of. Um, a, lot, but, a, lot of a lot of pressure. A lot of, hey, yeah. You better be careful. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, again, it's it, exciting, it, yeah. it hits on what I just said a minute. Mm-hmm. If you're transparent and you work with everybody, you know, the problems that come up, they usually are easy to be fixed. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really exciting for us um, as starting our business in the city of Cincinnati and, and the neighborhood, Columbia, Tusculum. Um, part of the three business association, which is East End, Columbia, Tusculum, and Linwood. Um, and for the first time ever, I believe it's ever, um, mm-hmm. the Homerama will be in the city of Cincinnati, and that will be in the neighborhood of uh, East End mm-hmm. in Columbia, Tusculum. Yeah. So I can walk to the site, which is uh, <laughs> it's pretty nice. Which is very nice, mm-hmm. and. Uh, you know, it's it's the design exactly uh, type of house that we build and we're known for. You know, we've we've built a lot of city homes, um, and, and we're excited about this neighborhood. It's um, thirty nine lots, mm-hmm. all river views. They'll be uh, side loaded on the one side of the street. Side loaded right. one side of the street. All underground utilities. Um, if you know the city, that's that's excitement, yeah. exciting. Um, a park area. Uh, sidewalks, um, rear entry garages, which is nice too, because so you have front, a front facade. Yeah, the front facades will be beautiful on mm-hmm. all these homes, um, and the river views are spectacular. Mm-hmm. We have we have seven houses right now in the show, seven builders mm-hmm. and seven houses. Uh, four of the houses are sold. Mm-hmm. The price points between nine hundred thousand to one point four million. Um, it's going to be things that you've never seen before. It's going to be special. Um, Plus, you're not going to have to walk too far to yeah, each house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're only 40 by 120 lots, which yep. may not sound huge, but it's, that's a city lot. That's what it is. And if you don't know where we're talking about, Walworth Junction is, if you know where the precinct is, uh, right in Columbia, Tesla, if you turn right right there, that's Walworth Junction or Walworth Avenue, go down the street where a dead end, it did dead end, is now the new site. So it was which an old is, brownfield. Which is, yeah, it was old brownfield switching yard. Um, the railroad, you know, mm-hmm. partnering with the city to get it. Uh, T.J. Ackerman, Ackerman Development Group, sure, we're gonna uh, get them partnering with out. the city, and uh, it's amazing what they've been able to pull off with public and uh, private um, development, and and how quick they're able to get this brownfield that had been vacant for uh, how long? Fifty or sixty 50 years. Or sixty yeah. years. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and a lot of developers went in and tried to do it, and it was just so expensive. And taking the CRA program and a special assessment, mm-hmm. mixing everything together to make this community, um, you know, for a neighborhood that is thriving. East End, a lot of people, Eli's Barbecue, you probably heard of Eli's Barbecue. Sure, hi, Mark. Um, you awesome. will be able to walk out of the neighborhood under a tunnel. And right out in front of Eli's Barbecue, which um, the city has named that area the Entertainment District. And there's new wine ch- wine bar going in. Emma's Wine Shop, yeah. Pearls down the street, streetside cafes or uh, streetside breweries there. Um, so you got a lot of. Then you can close up the night local. over at Tostadas over there for a little karaoke. karaoke. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we had the bourbon out before we had to hide it. That's where we'd be going. But no, that's the that's the cool thing about this. This is going to be kind of one of a kind. And Homerama shouldn't be confused with City Rama, which is always in the city. Mm-hmm. It's a different home show that the Home Builders Association puts on. Homerama is typically the higher price point. Um, so as Brad mentioned, nine hundred plus over here. Seven different builders that are going to be building. Um, so and there and there's four thirty nine lots in there. So the show's only 
only going to be a fraction of what you could do over there. So you can build and design a house now and be in the show, which is in July of 2020, or you could, you could buy a lot and build with, with one of these guys and be in there uh, in a year or two. So it's really up to you timeline wise. You know, hopefully it's a, it's a three to four and development is is complete. Exactly. Four years. Yeah. Um, So, so, yeah, you know, we did a development, or, you know, was part of a development um, in Columbia, Tusculum that we did a home show there. And, uh, it, you know, in 2011, when, uh, you know, the housing market wasn't doing so good, but uh, we did the home show, all the homes sold and the neighborhood just just took off after. That. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because, again, these neighborhoods, a lot of people don't know about or have so much local stuff right there that you can walk to and truthfully that's what all of our buyers are calling about you yeah. know they, they want walkability uh they don't want to sit in cars for hours um, tax payment doesn't hurt of course and that yeah. and that helps mm-hmm. um but really we got to think of that is uh um a way to offset the the cost of construction um in and development and not, over there you know not mm-hmm. so much as a um, a crutch because mm-hmm. it is, it's a tool that I, you know, the quality of home will have to go down if that tool's not there. Exactly. And we don't want, we, you know, we want to no. keep the quality up. We want to have the houses just like some we of these houses live a hundred years. Stay, stay there for another hundred years. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Not to have to re- replace them consistently. You don't want to have to use cheap products. Well, let's, let's change gears for a quick sec. So obviously Homerama is something July this coming year. Um, let's yeah. go to a more suburban product that's coming up. We have Peterloon Meadows, which is in Indian Hill, uh, right connected to downtown Montgomery right over here. You're building over there as well or look at, looking at lots with different buyers. That's a, the kind of the exact opposite of what Walworth is. But I'm trying to hit on different opportunities for people because you obviously build – you can build wherever anybody will ask you to within reason as, as long as you can get there. But explain what Peterloon Meadows is all about and where where it is, price point of lots, what, you're, what you'll be building over there. You know, as excited as we are about uh, Walworth Junction, we are, we are just as excited about the Meadows of Peterloon. Hmm. You know, I talked about what the city buyer is looking for and what we're getting calls for every day. Um, our other niche, um, what we're building a lot for is, um, you know, for – for families that want to be um, more of a rural setting mm-hmm. and want some want some larger parcels, but they uh, you know they want to still be close to the, all the city amendment um, mm-hmm. um, amenities <laughs> amenities. <laughs> um, but uh, you know Meadows of Peterland offers all of that. You got the large lots at one to three to five acres, and at the same time, you can jump in your golf cart with the family and and drive right out to the city of Montgomery. And yeah, it's nice. Ice cream. Yeah, you can go to Kroger. Aglomeses right is right there too. You gotta be yeah, careful; they're yeah. gonna get ticked off. Oh, that, say yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. You better watch that. it. Yeah, <laughs> but you get all those great amenities uh, there. I mean, truthfully, I uh, I love in Mount Lookout now, and and I've got. A, great neighborhood there's there's eight families there shoot we got 20 23 kids under eight and we're just really close niche um and as a builder you're always looking for the next opportunity Uh to to build somewhere um and truthfully four of us were did a lot of research and we were going to build there but 
unfortunate or i guess unfortunately but fortunately we're very busy right now and that mm-hmm. wouldn't that wouldn't be the best move to take on to jump on over house, there yeah uh, exactly yeah. family but that's how much we love the yeah. community it's, it's 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 probably the first time it's ever happened like that it right is. where you're in indian hill but you can yet be you know you j- jump in a golf cart walk up and you're in the heart of a walkable district like mm-hmm. montgomery so you kind of get the best of both worlds over there and those those houses are most likely going to be starting in the 1.67 range for the most part given yeah. that the lots are 600 plus um over there for a one acre lot and then upwards almost to a million dollars um that's just the going price unfortunately for for lots in indian hill fortunately which or is unfortunately. still a great great price oh if, my god yes we're looking at teardowns in in indian hill that are on hillsides and you got to put you know 50 60 hundred thousand dollar septic systems in mm-hmm. there um you know this is all sewer gas uh water, fully developed electric, fully developed mm-hmm. so um you know we're talking some big numbers but uh truthfully it's it's you know, yeah. everybody, everybody's heard of Indian Hill. So, sure. You know, and there's it's, there's it's, a shortage of lots in Indian Hill, too. There's not They're not easy to come by. No. They're not, especially uh, those starting prices of the 600 to 700 range. There's not much. I mean, you can find a million that's plus why, sometimes. That's, that's yeah. why there's, ten, I believe, nine or ten lot holds yeah. now. And, and we can't even start houses till August, I mean, right? Yeah, August 2020, or June, June, July, August 2020. Yeah. So now I probably should have segued better into to going back to Linwood. You, so you're building those seven townhomes at seven, correct? Right there on Linwood, across from the church, um, outside of downtown uh, Mount Lookout. Um, We're really excited about this project. It it taken a little while to get off the ground. It was in a big hillside, um, but we took three rental homes. Um, they were they were. Uh, um, couple couple families living in each home um and there was no driveways it was hillside was you know 100 and something years old which you know building wasn't the same sure it is now um trash cans were always on the sidewalk uh, just because you couldn't carry them up the hillside <laughs> yeah um and we took and right in the heart of Malakout square across from uh christ of king church mm-hmm. Um, and we and we're building seven uh, high-end uh, single-family uh, townhomes. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll be four stories, um, twenty-six to twenty-nine hundred square feet. Um, they'll have elevators, rooftops. How wide are each of the units? Um, they're roughly twenty-two. Okay, twenty-one yeah. to Great twenty-two. Ten-foot yeah. um, garage doors. Mm-hmm. Um, so you get a nice big garage on your first floor elevator that starts there mud room mechanical room and then uh um you've got your first floor of entertaining your second floor bedrooms and and what's really special is the the third floor that uh we call the the man attic versus the man cave Mm -hmm. um (laughs) that uh has a great entertainment area full bedroom full bathroom and uh a rooftop um balcony area that uh, you can look down into the square. It's going to be a pretty yeah. slick view right there. Yeah, yeah. we're excited. We're Proximity. Doing some, doing some grass on the rooftops. So nice, yeah, yeah. Uh, huh? Makes you feel like you're outside. And they're, I mean, they're custom. I mean, there's a lot of townhomes been built custom, over here, yeah, but these are custom, custom homes mm-hmm. that are built right there. So it's, and you're timing wise, you're framed up right now for the most part. We're framed uh, up. We're, we're going to start, we just started launching marketing. We're going to roll out marketing slow because it is a feel and touch product. Mm-hmm. And uh, even though you, you can customize and make all your selections, um, 
shoot, townhome building is up twenty four and a half percent, which is just, just rampant because the buyers want you know the walkability. Yeah. Um, cost of construction has gone up, and we've got to find a way to still deliver a product that our buyers want. Um, and that may be the future going forward because density is such a key. If you want to every, be in these areas, yeah, every economist say that this is this is what the, the, the future wave, mm-hmm. the future of buyers is wanting is, um, and, and for you know for the o- older generations, um, this is a great pro. You still have the elevators, so you don't have to worry about the steps. Mm-hmm. Um, it does have steps still, of course, um, but you could literally. Lock your door and not have to come back yeah. for you know four, five, six year, mm-hmm. um, and, and you can just lock up and go away. You don't it's have to worry about safe. the maintenance of that. That's that's probably the biggest selling advantage, and why you know another project we have seventy percent empty nesters coming in there right now to townhomes because they don't want that big old house they had in the suburbs with all the maintenance because they want to pack up and go and travel, or they want to be back closer to their kids who are already yeah. living in the city. So I think that's it's going to be a big dramatic change and shift over the next probably decade or so it's already starting to happen yeah. of people coming back into the city and, and being okay with these smaller projects or for the smaller products i think that's that's it's going to be a change and sometimes people aren't as apt to changing as they they think they are you go through the space and you feel like it's a little small so it's just a mindset thing yeah. um but i think that's what's great about yours is yours square footage wise you said 26 to 2900 square feet it's still a large home oh, yeah. uh, when it comes down to it especially the space is allocated well right it's in the places you do your everyday living uh, hey, which mean- is not and, and we've built a lot of these houses, so we uh, we know what the buyers want. We we know um, how to take small spaces and make them, you know, make them get mm-hmm. the most out of them. Um, so the first house we built under Sterling Homes, uh, it was five stories um, <laughs> for a, a couple um, that was moving from a, a three hundred acre farm in Kentucky and wanted to move back to the city. <laughs> it's exact and, opposite. And I think, he, yeah. you know, they were, they were in their seventies. Nice. Um, and you know, they still live there now. Um, they're, I'm talking to them about doing something on Walworth junction and, huh? and with the elevator, they say, you know, it does you don't have to worry about exactly. it. It's all they ever need. Right. Yep. Yeah. And most of the time, most of the people, unless you're forced to use the elevator, you're still using the stairs. It keeps you young. Oh right? yeah. It keeps you in good yep. shape. Yep. So to finish up real quick, let's let's give uh, the listeners kind of a tip or two that if, if if I'm sitting back and I'm a listener, I'm saying, okay, I'd like to consider building a house or I'm in the middle of a process. What are, What's a tip you may give somebody um, that's considering it right now? I think, you know, most important, this probably is, it's, it's either a good thing or a bad thing for our business. But most importantly, you need to be comfortable with your builder. If you're going to spend a year or two through that process, um, you need to be comfortable, um, you know, that you trust them. You're going to have a good relationship with them. Um, and, you know, and, and most of the time they're not going to steer you wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not just a temporary relationship. It, so even after not. you're done, my if it's wife, a year my build. My wife always says, yeah. like, uh, every customer uh. becomes a new part of our family. Yeah. Um, and, and that's important. Um, so, I, I, you know, I tell... I tell I tell it to the clients when I first meet with them, and tell that and don't always go by numbers. Mm-hmm. I mean everybody's got a different way they doing business, and um, you got allowances that you have with mm-hmm. you know research your allowances, make sure that you're gonna what your 
what the allowances you're given mm-hmm. will allow you to mm-hmm. buy what you're going to want in the house. Exactly. Um, you know, I have buyers all the time that I tell them up front what it's going to cost and and they're surprised and they don't like that number and and unfortunately we've lost some but um I I've had a couple of them come back and say you were right we should have listened to you from the beginning. Yeah. Um, cause there's ways to manipulate that number where if, if, if you, you say your budget's a million dollars and the house is really a million too, a builder could you know, technically skimp on the allowances to make it look like it's a million dollar house. But then in, inevitably you're going to put that money right back in there. Not to say that's a ploy. It's just, it's the only way to get the house. Cause there's the hard costs that you not, can't do it. You in. know, it's not, you know, and unfortunately, um, a lot of times it's, it's the client driven. Yeah, exactly. If a customer comes in and they say, I'm only spending a million dollars and that builder, doesn't want to lose that opportunity. They're like, well, if you want to spend a million dollars, this is what you got to spend on everything. And then they go out and they realize that, you know, they don't want to buy their appliances at home Depot at a million dollars. They want to, you know, they want the customer service of some of our great, you know, distributors in town. And then they start, you know, everything becomes an overage. Mm-hmm. Starts adding um, back up. Yeah. And that's where the bad experiences come into play sometimes. It is. It doesn't, I mean, I, you know, I, some people understand it. They, they uh, appreciate it. But I, you know, no matter what a, a builder does, um, if you spend more money than you want to spend at the end of the day, it's still a hardship. Sure is. Um, so we focus, we have 15 page questionnaire. Mm-hmm. We spend a lot of time on the front end mm-hmm. um, picking through what different details that go in the house one in the house sure so that we can tell them up front you're going to spend this yeah Yeah. and and, you know even when a customer says they're not going to and they end up at least we had that conversation up front and it it, you know it's a good relationship sure sure and it gets their wheel spinning too and then they get to make the decision when something else comes up that they decide okay hey you know what after all i do want this yeah so well, Brad, thank you, man. Thanks for coming over here and having the conversation with us. Always I just want to educate, it. of course. And Br- Brad's going to be the president of the HBA, as he kind of hit on. I wanted to ask him more questions on that, but he was a little bit uh, – he didn't want to put that out there too much and, and kind of flex those guns, for lack of a better term. But um, Brad's been heavily involved in the HBA over the past, what, five, six, seven years mm-hmm. um, for a while. So he'll be president of the next next year, um, which helps do – and helps not just um, the builder relations, but also helps policies, helps helps – so much of our industry and what kind of will filter down to affect the end buyer. So it's really important. And he spends a heck of a lot of time doing it. So special thanks to Alan Gerbis, who's doing it this past year, Brad for next year, because it's a lot of time and effort uh, and for making the time to actually come out here and chat with us a little bit and let the listeners hear what we have to say. Anytime. We love it. Thanks, bud. Thanks for listening, guys. Take care. There's the patented wave there, Brad. Yeah, Yeah, see? And thanks for wearing a vest. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, buddy. Uh, See, it's not so bad, huh? Yeah, that was good. That was really good.